When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. States like these and their terrorist allies constitute an axis of evil. Not merely peace in our time, but peace in all time. deserves a break from politics and a permanent break talking about Varmt välkomna till utrikespodden. Mitt namn är Sebelon Kalander och i det här avsnittet av podden kommer vi att fokusera på händelseutvecklingen i Polen där vi har sett omfattande protester den senaste tiden. Och för att göra det så har vi med oss min vän Camilla som kommer från Polen och som har en viss insyn i de här frågorna. Vi träffades på en säkerhetspolitisk konferens för ett par år sedan. Hon är en ekonom och jobbar idag på en internationell institution. Camilla, warm welcome, a warm welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for the invitation. It's a great honor for me and I'm very happy to 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 reach to your, to your audience with with some uh, discussion about Poland. Well, well, thank you so much, or Jinkuya Barso, for for taking the time to, to join us to discuss the very important issues facing uh, Poland. Um, and I'll get right to it. So to begin with, I think our viewers are probably not as knowledgeable about Polish politics as they are about Swedish, American, or British politics. So to start with, could you sort of describe the major political parties in Poland? Uh, well, um, it's it's a hard one to start with. Uh, and it is not an easy task due to the diverse historic complications that uh, that, that we have uh, that we face in Poland. Uh, but let me try. It will be it will be a bit of simplified picture for sure. Um, but one thing that is very clearly a characteristic, which makes people Poland maybe different from from other countries in the EU, is that the political scene is as a whole skewed towards the right. That means that the ruling party, Law and Justice, we abbreviate this as peace, uh, and we'll use this abbreviation probably a lot in this discussion, 
uh, in sort of European terms, it could be described as extreme right, perhaps, or at least deeply conservative. In the European Parliament, they belong to the ECR group, these are the conservatives, uh, recently together, for example, with the Tories from the UK. Um, still right from peace, from law and justice, we have another even more conservative or nationalistic uh, party currently in the opposition. Um, and then moving to the opposition, it is the main opposition party, it is actually a coalition of parties. Uh, the name is Civic Coalition and the main component, uh, a political party with already, I think, two decades of history, it's a civic platform. This party, it occupies the central left of the political scene in Poland. They normally identify themselves as liberal, but in sort of this European terms, they belong to the European family of Christian Democrats. And this party, that's, these two parties, that's already like certainly more than a half, maybe two thirds of the political scene in terms of the uh, political support. And as you see, both of them are sort of center right or right. So you see that the whole scene is really skewed towards the right. Um, we do have a left party, a social democratic party, which is in fact also a coalition of parties. They occupy, they have a, quite a small number of seats in the parliament, but that's already a success because after, because after in the previous parliament, they were not even represented. However, having said that, uh, I think I should also stress that this right skewedness of the political scene is not a permanent phenomenon. Um, it is also not recent, but uh, it used to be different. In the 90s, for example, uh, the left was very powerful and one of the main forces um, driving EU, Poland's EU integration. Um, so yes, we do have political things skewed towards the right, but there is also, uh, but, but that used to be different at some point. Mm, this uh, conservative shifts also in parts of the society, was certainly um, a certain conservative shift in the society was certainly one of the reasons for the, for the left parties to lose significance. Uh, but it was also partially some of their political choices or personal choices. Um, so I think without going into further complexities, which, which would include naming some of smaller political parties, I think it is fair to say that the main divide in Poland is simply between law and justice, the governing party, and the democratic opposition in the center and left of the political scene. This divide is, this divide is actually a huge one, and I would say it's even deeper to what we have seen or what we see uh, in the US. Um, it would be very easy to oversimplify the lines of division. Uh, of course, it is like that that the Big cities vote rather for the, for the opposition. Young people vote rather for the opposition. Very clearly, uh, more educated people for, uh, people who have higher levels of education vote rather for the, uh, for the opposition. But the, this division is certainly not black-white. It goes across families, it goes across professions, it goes across age groups. Um, so this is one important thing to be kept in mind. Uh, Law and Justice, the governing party, it has supporters in all parts of the society, even if there are some demographic, demographic tendencies. Um, I think we can also identify a few dimensions which, uh, which go beyond these demographic features, um, but sort of characterize the voters of the opposition and the voters of the, 
uh, of the governing party. So the first one I would say is social versus liberal in terms in economic terms. So certainly the voters of the governing party, they support rather active state, more social policy and more involvement in the, of the state in, in the lives of the people. While the opposition supporters, they rather prefer a liberal state and, um, and a state that supports the activity of the people rather than, than, than social policy. But we have other dimensions too, so it's definitely not limited to the economic dimension. So the second line of devices between a progressive, uh, progressive part, part of the society, which are more open towards uh, social innovation, uh, minorities, but also immigrants, for example, versus conservative parts of the society, which, which prefer the more traditional roles and, and divisions. So the third dimension is, a, um, is an external dimension. Uh, one uh, parts of the society who are focused more on the on the on, on, on the Polish nation as 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 a center of their interest, or the more internationally oriented parts of the society, which really see Poland in the middle of an, of the international community or of the European community. So I would say that this free axis characterizes pretty well the divisions. But let me just. Uh, uh, this end for the end of this introductory introductory description that uh, very similar as in the US, uh, this division in Poland is very tight. So it really divides the country almost into two two halves of very similar size. I mentioned before, big cities typically for the for the opposition, also the west uh, part of the country also typically for the opposition, and smaller. Smaller cities, the east of the country, rather for the government, but it is really very tight. And we've seen in the last presidential elections in July, it was almost as tight run as in the U.S. Uh, there was like just over one percent of of difference in in the number of voices. So really, a division across um, across the, across the country. A couple of years ago, we saw a change of government in Poland, where, where as you mentioned, the Law and Justice Party took power after, I think, eight years of, uh, of um, civic platform rule uh, with Donald Tusk. Uh, so they took power. And, and, and I'm wondering, how do you believe these five, six years of, of them, of peace being in, in power, has, has impacted Polish society and, and Poland? And, and is, is the polarization we're seeing now is, is that a result or has that been accelerated during these years? Yes, I think so, to, 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 to respond directly. Um, and I think that the way um, that peace, uh, the, the years of uh, peace being in government changed the country, or rather the impact that they had on the country or on the people. If we want to be honest about it, we really need to see it from different perspectives. And I mentioned about the divide in the Polish society, and um, and so were the times of as different as these two parts of the society are. So different was the impact of 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 the of the political change that we have witnessed. And this is not just in terms of people's political preferences, 
But typically, but what would really matter is the social background or economic situation. These two, this economic background and political preferences, they all quite often go hand in hand, meaning that poorer people would rather support the government, more wealthy people would rather support the opposition. But this is not a rule and these divisions are very clearly not black-white. But let me take a bit more, uh, let me try to, to draw a bit stylized picture to, to, to explain what I mean. So for those people who are economically doing well, or at least sort of medium well, that they have jobs, they, they, have, they manage to buy an apartment, for example, or whatever. I mean, for people who are doing economically, economically pretty well, the perceived situation got clearly much worse. And I would mention here two key dimensions. Uh, first, the destruction of the democratic system, and secondly, it's, it's certain individual rights of minority groups, if you like. So if we talk about political system, I think that in the younger generation, the generation that really adapted well to the new times, everybody believed that 89, or at least 2004, when Poland joined the EU, it would be like the end of history. That as of this moment, everything will be just better that uh, we will enjoy a stable political system and, and the economy would keep growing slower or faster depending on the situation. But that sort of everything would be on a straight line, straight line upwards. Uh, and we were really proud of that. I mean, the, the way how Poland evolved politically in the, say, in the say, second decade of the 21st century, it was really a sense we had a sense of pride in it, that we managed this peaceful democratic transition. If we really fight, I, I was, me personally, I would have never thought, even after seeing what is going on in Hungary, for example, which started sort of earlier than in Poland, I never thought that we could ever see something like that happening in our country. And peace brutally returned this process uh, within months, simply. Uh, things happened that we would have never expected. It meant attacking and blocking many institutions, notably the judiciary. Um, it really had an impact at a personal level for them. Many judges faced disciplinary proceedings or even sort of very personal attacks just because they defended the constitution, for example. Um, also, the functioning of the, of the parliament was deeply affected. Um, the laws were adapted during the night without any proper discussion. The rights of the opposition were limited, no true discussion, really like a super fast degradation of, of democratic life. There are many, many examples of this, and I don't think we have really the time to go into detail of each of them, but I think those ones are quite telling the dimension, and, and they really absolutely shocked my generation. The generation of people who, who did not just know communism as, as our parents knew the Second World War is really from history books uh, and living for, for many years in a, in a country that, that was rebuilding its democracy, we were pretty shocked by it and that's, um, that's the first dimension. Um, the second dimension is more personal. I mean it's more personal on one level and more abstract at another level. So let me, uh, let me explain. Um, it's, it's individual rights of minority groups, if we can call women minority group as well, but let me, uh, let me qualify it this way. Um, so that, this discrimination uh, concerns, for example, LGBT. We'll talk about women rights a little bit more in detail later on. 
Um, so let me start with LGBT. Uh, it's not only that with the new government, any sort of hopes for more equality died immediately. And I mean here, for example, formal, uh, formal um, gay partnerships, not to speak about marriages. Uh, and also this whole community faces more open aggression and is really being objectivized by the politicians of the, of the government party. And this all, of course, applies mainly to activists. Um, but for each and every member of the LGBT community, the atmosphere got really worse. Um, same, in fact, for women. Um, faced with the narrative of the government, in particular the newly appointed education minister, uh, one can have in point really the feeling of sort of early state of Gilead, the sort of a sort of wish to roll back the position of women by several decades. Um, and I'm saying it uh, when, when, you, when you hear that, you need to keep in mind that in Poland we have a very long tradition of, of strong women, um, sometimes different than in the West of, of Europe. Women in Poland have been always working, like after this, we, we didn't have really all this tradition after the Second World, uh, World War of, of housewives almost. And, uh, and what they are trying to do right now, it feels really like a rollback by many, many decades. Um, again, leaving aside the abortions issues, which we'll discuss later on, these claims remain still more like an ideology and they do not really affect sort of normal women. But the atmosphere is really getting scary. And I think the young generation in Poland, um, maybe even only right now, they really start feeling that what happened with the destruction of the democratic system, it really concerns them, it might concern their friends, uh, wives and sisters. So um, these two elements of which, uh, that I was talking about, the more systemic dimension, destruction of the democratic system, and the personal race dimension, it is, they are much connected. It was maybe not as clear in the early years of peace um, government, but now I think everybody is realize, uh, realizing how strongly those are interconnected. So I would say these are the two most important dimensions of uh, how young uh, and economically well Poland is feeling. Uh, but we also have to be honest that there is another, that this is not the whole of the society. And that we still have uh, big parts of the society who are not going well, despite, despite economic growth uh, in the last years. People who suffered really economically in the last decades. Poland, uh, I think this is important to know from a Swedish perspective, that Poland absolutely lacks social safety networks. Uh, despite many structural issues and abandoned communities existing after the communism, we really lack the sort of real support for people to get uh, to get better. And um, I believe it's fair to say that if you were unlucky to live in a certain certain community uh, without much social cultural capital, it would be very difficult for. For some people to 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 uh, to grow in economic terms, and peace, the the the, the governing party, they for the first time offered to people something unconditional, 
a fish rather than a fishing rod, which they might not know how to how to operate. And and I think we have to we, we have to admit it admit it very clearly. This fish was a children allowance, first time in Polish history, in fact, over one hundred euro per tile. Uh, that does not seem a lot uh, in Western terms, but in certain parts of Poland, it really made a huge difference to people's households. Um, it was all not a very sophisticated nor very efficient social policy instruments, but it really make, make a difference. And uh, coupled with a very dynamic growth over the last years, I mean, before the corona, corona crisis, the, it, re resulted, uh, it resulted in a feeling among many people uh, that um, in a feeling of a seizable economic improvement. We have to mention that this uh, economic conjecture, this economic growth was based on certain efforts on previous governments and also a fairly uh, positive, a fairly positive um, international environment. Uh, but that's how people felt about it. They felt immediate support and they felt uh, higher salaries. So it was really a time, the first years of peace government uh, was uh, was absolutely a time of economic improvement for many people. Um, what the long-term results will be, that's not a question, but certainly people felt it this way. And I think um, more importantly, they felt for the first time that the government um, does not care about abstract structural reforms or about some GDP, which they don't know what maybe it is but really felt that the government did something directly for them. Um, and I think it was a big game changer in Polish politics, certainly. So I think these are the two perspectives. On the one hand, um, certain cultural or systematic uh, degradation that the younger generation or more wealthy, um, wealthy parts of the society are deeply concerned about, uh, but those who are economically less off, uh, they really felt an economic improvement. And uh, I want to be very clear, um, it's not a black-white division. There are many people who are living on modest conditions, like many intellectuals, for example, for example, teachers who are in Poland, uh, a very underpaid professional group. Um, so there are many, many, many people who are maybe economically not that well off, but they still uh, perceive this uh, cultural or political degradation. So I want to be very clear, clear, clear about that. I'm not saying that uh, um, the economic dimension is the only one that they perceive, uh, but I think this dimension needs to be stressed as well. Very fascinating. Um, and, and something that I'm... Um, perhaps particularly interested in. I was uh, in, a, I, in a study trip to Poland a couple of years ago, and something that struck me was that the Catholic Church has a very large presence in Polish society, which, which is um, rather different from how it is in Sweden with the Swedish Church, because we're a very secular society. So could you briefly address um, what role the, the, the Church has in Polish society and in politics? That's difficult questions today. But not, uh, but for a special reason, I would say. Uh, and it is a difficult moment to ask this question. And this is because I really believe that we're witnessing a very much a turning point. And uh, clearly, the situation is different than in Sweden, it's also different than in many Western societies. Uh, the vast majority of Polish people still identifies itself with the Catholic Church. Um, the church is also extremely powerful. 
both economically but also politically. Um, obviously, this should not be the case. We have to conquer it. I'm not sure to, to what extent. Uh, to what extent everybody is familiar with that. This is an agreement between the Polish Church and the, and the Holy See, the Vatican, and it sort of regulates how the, um, uh, how the, the conditions sort of, of, of the operation of the church in Poland. And the, the, the essential rule is the division between the church, church and the state. So I think opposite as in Poland, we are not paying from the, the priest from the budget, for example, if I, I don't want to to enter into into Swedish details, um, but so theoretically there is a division, but in practice it's not, especially when the right is uh, is in in governance. Um, so the institutional church, with some minor but notable exceptions, supports the governing party, and especially in smaller cities, although they really shouldn't, the priests do not refrain from supporting specific candidates. And uh, so peace owns them a lot, that, that, that should be clearly said. And in turn, uh, they need to reward the church from time to time. And this is sometimes with certain political choices. And the issue of abortion is one of them, one of the most major ones probably, but also like smaller things, like for example, closing the shops on Sundays. That, is, that was something that came a few years ago and was also clearly inspired from the, uh, from the, from the clergy. Um, and they also sometimes support them with some direct support, financially, through different businesses, so to say. Um, this, um, this is not, so this is not open support, uh, but sometimes like support for the church's cultural institutions and so on. So, so there's also uh, direct um, financial support. So as I mentioned, the church remains very, very powerful. Uh, but there is a change coming, and um, especially the younger generation, but not only, it starts really to disapprove the situation as I described, and uh, turn back from the church. And what matters is the political involvement, it plays a role here, but probably even more importantly is, is the phenomenon that we see everywhere in the world across the across the catholic and not only catholic countries it's a problem of children abuse and different scandals in the church that become unveiled and i think it matters it it starts to play more and more a role in poland um with witness in the last year some important some important independent movies discovering certain cases and I believe it is really a turning point. So I think if we speak in a few years, it can be quite a different situation compared to now. Um, just to quote an example, I think it was just a few years ago that a bishop of, uh, a former bishop of Wrocław, a city in the west of the Poland, an iconic personality that also supported Solidarność and played an important role in the, um, in the history that he was, uh, uh, he received a penalty from the uh, penalty, or he received uh, um, he received sanctions from the Vatican itself, um, and that is that 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 is one of the of the of the shocking stories that we've witnessed in the last months or years. Uh, they are coming uh, much and more and more frequently, and I think they will they will change a lot in terms of the Polish approach to to, to church. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Uh, recently, the the judiciary struck down one of a few 
remaining provisions for allowing abortion. And you briefly alluded to this uh, earlier. And, and this has sparked uh, widespread outrage and, and protests all over Poland under the banner of uh, Strike Kobiet. Um, can, can you describe the mood right now uh, in the country? What are we, what are we seeing? Yes, uh, yes, this is a topic that, uh, that luckily and luckily could really notice internationally. Um, and um, not, not a new topic in Poland, but let me maybe clarify the, the, the bit of basics, what, what, what happened. Um, so Poland, even before this decision, had one of the toughest abortion laws in Europe. We just had three exceptions in term, um, to, which allowed for, for doing an abortion legally. In practice, in practice, it was even even in these three limited exceptions, and these were uh, in case of a rape and in case when women's health was endangered, and the third one of which we are talking uh, about right now, uh, were in case of um, genetic damages to the to, to the to the child. Um, so even if one of the premises was applicable, it was extremely difficult in Poland to get a legal abortion because doctors in Poland, they have a right to refuse such, uh, um, such procedure, even if it's legally possible. So we had two whole regions, in fact, especially in the southwest, uh, southeast, uh, where it was impossible to, to, to do a legal abortion in Poland. And what happened right now, the constitutional court, or uh, rather, I should say, the judges who reside in the, in the building of the constitutional court, uh, because there are very, very important concerns of the legality of this institution. Uh, and it is now dominated by political nominees of, of the governing party. It delegalized one of these premises on the grounds of the constitution. And this means in practice that women will be forced to give birth to children who, for example, will very likely die immediately after the birth or with several misformations or very, very, very critical diseases. So this is, this sounds almost like a hell of women, as we say it, or it sounds like breaking basic human rights simply. It is an incredible situation that, that is difficult to imagine in the middle of Europe, in fact. This, uh, you could say, okay, this is the constitutional court, but in fact, uh, it happened on the initiative of, of uh, I think, over 100 members of, uh, uh, of parliament who submitted a request to the, to the, to the tribunal in this respect. Uh, and let me also mention, in this context, in 2016, uh, there was another um, attempt to introduce similar rules. Um, it resulted in mass demonstrations, so it was not, uh, it was not really, um, it did not turn into reality. At that time, peace tried to, um, or in fact, it was not even peace, it was some more extreme groups who submitted uh, um, legal, draft legal act. But then we had the first wave of the demonstrations, the strike copied the organization that you mentioned, it was established then, or even earlier, but in any case, the 2016 was the first wave of, of huge mass demonstrations. I remember being in Warsaw this day, it was really incredible, like hundreds, thousands of, of, of women with uh, black umbrellas at the time, it was a very rainy day, so the black umbrella is the symbol of these demonstrations, um, who went against. 
I think it's important to mention at that time there were many, many demonstrations in Poland against uh, rule, breaking the rule of law and democratic standards. But it should be said that these demonstrations, both then and right now, they are by far big, bigger and broader than any others. So we have this, uh, we have them not only in big cities, but not at all. We have them in hundreds of small, little, little towns. And that is, that's interesting because you might remember what I've said before, that the division between opposition and coalition in Poland, it is mainly a geographic one. It is the small cities or small villages being rather for the government, the big ones being rather for the opposition. And here we felt that this division between the opposition and coalition is broken, that it goes really beyond it. Uh, we had women of all generations, mainly, mainly, mainly young women, but, but not only, uh, going on the street. I was myself in a small town next to, next to, next to Warsaw, 50,000 people in the middle of a pandemic, and the pandemic hit, hit Poland quite, quite hard in the last weeks. But we had like thousands of people on the streets. So that really quite incredible the atmosphere and you were asking about the mood and the mood is really anger these are not nice the posters that you see these are not nice words this is not asking for attention anymore it is really anger it is really these women are speaking hard words and they really want to to defend their their rights and i think they will not they will not. They will not stop it. Um, so it is an incredible movement, a very broad and a very, very dynamic one. It has already some political consequences. Uh, peace lost, uh, lost uh, in the polls quite significantly. We'll see for how long, but certainly for the moment, uh, it's a it's, it's a clear attendance. Um, and peace also did not publish the judgment of the court so it is actually not yet legal legally binding however if i have to be honest i'm not optimistic about it i think it will after a couple of weeks when when the whole wave of demonstrations will be um will be calmed down and i mean and inevitably it will because you can't have demonstrations for weeks and weeks again in the middle of a pandemic um i'm afraid that there will this this judgment will be enacted uh, at the end of the day and that it will be quite a long fight to 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 get it to get it back what support can people in sweden give give those that are opposing the, the changes that the government is, is trying to push through is there anything we can do to show uh, solidarity and perhaps contribute for change Certainly, and it is really very important. Um, as I said, it, I, I don't see it realistic that these mass demonstrations will continue for weeks and weeks. Um, the more important it is that we that we get support from from outside. Um, the one of the main statements of those uh, demonstrations is "Nigdy nie będzie sama," which means you will never walk alone that refers to women in, in difficult situations, but that can be also interpreted at a broader level and uh, uh, at a more collective level of this whole, uh, of this whole movement. Uh, so it is really important that these uh, activists, that they will not walk alone. 
at what you can do practically. So first of all, inform yourself. And such such podcast as today is really super important. And 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 again, many thanks for doing it. Um, it is also great, I think, to inform others, also politicians or people who have some uh, who have some. Uh, multiplier effects so to say on social media and i'm not speaking just about politicians but also i don't know actors you know somebody it's great to sort of uh, raise somebody's attention about it you can show your support online of course facebook you can use all the uh, all the little uh, graphics to show support to post comments um, and i think if you do that and it reaches people in responsibility it will make easier for them to take action internationally it's certain for a but also to support, uh, also domestically, to support uh, certain legal possibilities of supporting, again, Polish women or women from other countries where abortion is not legal. I don't know the details, but I know that in Sweden there was even one, like an initiative of changing the law that would actually make, make it easier for, for women from Poland to get abortions in Sweden. Because this is something I have not mentioned before, that... Um, the only alternative, in fact, right now uh, for women in Poland, it is to, to have an abortion. And again, we are talking of very dramatic life situations. We are talking of situations where, uh, where, the, where the fetus is uh, really deeply destroyed and there are really little possibilities or little possibilities for the child to survive actually so we're really talking about dramatic situations and the the only possibility right now will be to get the support from abroad um so i think that there is some legislative action even in sweden going on in this respect um there are also demonstrations abroad in very very many cities so if you feel like in terms of the pandemic epidemic situation uh please come and join us you mentioned i think that you've seen it yourself uh, in front of the polish embassy in in stockholm so these uh, things are happening really regularly in many many places be always careful with all corona precautions uh we we really uh, everybody doing it abroad i also had the opportunity to participate uh, in in the demonstrations abroad. Uh, they are a bit less dramatic as those in Poland, yeah, obviously. And we always do our best to comply with the with the pandemic, with the epidemic regulations. Um, so if you feel like, please please join us. That would be very helpful. And last but not least, I think we have to to mention something very practical. These organizations they also need financial support. So you mentioned uh, Strike Kobiet, that's one of them. But there is another one, uh, but there are also some other ones who, um, but there are also some other ones who help directly women if they are, if they have troubles. Another one is called uh, Abortzeine Dream Team. So these are the two that, uh, that would definitely make great use of, of direct support. Uh, so my last question, and this is also something that you alluded to, but what are your thoughts about the future of, of Poland? So beyond this issue, what is the future direction of, of your country? So I'll try to be optimistic right now. Uh, maybe also is the optimism resulting from the American elections that you can see actually things turning for better and that we can have some political good news in those difficult times. Uh, but it's not only because of the, the American elections. Um, of course, it's super difficult to be a prophet in your own country. Um, and maybe 
what we say is more projections of what we would wish rather than rather than based on analysis. But I'm a big, big, big fan of something that I call a pendulum theory or simply a swinged theory. So I think if you really push hard in one direction, it will go, it will then go as hard in the other. Um, We've seen it actually a lot in Polish history, such swings from one direction to another. I think we've seen it also in many other countries. So I think after this gloomy gray years, um, I think in 10 years, Poland will prove itself as a liberal open country, will rediscover these feelings, these feelings of pride of being in the center of Europe, um, proud, the, the proud of of, of our European identity. I remember myself very, very well the feelings of 2003, 2004, when we were just about to enter the European Union and very proud of sort of getting into a more progressive, progressive open democratic direction. So I think after this incident of this gloomy, difficult years, I think the next swing will be into this liberal, liberal and open direction. That is something I hope for it very much, but I also think it's realistic to to expect it that it comes. Well, we share that hope as well. So uh, thank you very, very much, Camilla, for a fascinating uh, conversation. Uh, I'm a big uh, a big um, you know, friend of Poland, Kocham Polska, and it was was very. I learned a lot from speaking to you, and I hope our listeners did so as well. Yeah. You are very welcome. It was a pleasure for me to talk a bit about Poland. Now, certain certain aspect might have been complex, not easy to explain in in a short um, in a short conversation. But I hope that we uh, we uh, we managed to to come across with a few messages. You certainly did. So, dziękuję uh, bardzo i do widzenia. Welcome. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.